This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Okay, get ready for part two with Zach Abel. How do you harness nerves? when? Because I think, I, I imagine going from doing table tennis and doing that then to doing music and performing at the coronation and all these mm. things, you must be able to harness stuff. How do you do it? So nerves are not in your control. Uh, this is my perspective. I love anyway. this. Teach me. Okay, no, no, let's go. They're not in your control. Um, so same as tinnitus, completely surrender to them. The more you try and fight against it, the more nervous you're going to make yourself and um, the worst is going to feel. There's absolutely nothing you can do in like the, the few hours before you go on stage to so just chill out, do some deep breathing, whatever. Just do what makes you happy. Go and hug some friends. So you just accept it again. Accept it. But the thing that the only thing that's in your control, and this is the same thing with sport or anything, is prepare. So do do the best you can do before going on stage. So yeah. learn your learn your lines basically. Um, practice it in the mirror, wherever it is. Um, and then you know when it comes to show day, I've done everything I can do. Because you, I know when I'm on stage, I'm going to be on autopilot mode. The, the adrenaline is going to be running. Yeah. I, I'm in like my, what's it called? Monkey brain Your monkey mode. brain. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly so it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing, there's no point in trying to control how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking on stage. I'm just going to be like, <gasps> and, and so I just prepare for that basically. It's a great way to look at it. You don't you don't fight it. You just accept it. It's going to be a happen. But if you're yeah. fully prepared, then that actually the, the stress. I mean, the it's so. I think that's actually such a good point because I think people get confused with nerves sometimes. Mm. You you can become nervous if you're not prepared. Yeah, which is which is what I used to be a lot of the time. Right. When you're when you're not prepared, that those nerves you you fight because you're like, oh my god, I wish I'd done this. Like going into an exam. Oh my god, I don't really know it. Oh my god, this is mm. so nerve wracking. Nerves are actually quite exciting. 
Yeah. When you know you're fully prepared, but you're just nervous for the actual whole event. Yeah. I, and that is a different type of nervousness. Yeah. Nerves give me energy. Nerves yeah. to me. Uh, they Because I don't know if you've ever had this, but like if you go on stage and, um, you know, there's loads going on in your life, you're a bit tired, you're a bit lethargic, and you get on stage and I find if I'm nervous, it's the adrenaline kick that I need to center my mind. Mm. And I know at the King's Coronation, I I wasn't thinking about anything else. Mm. I couldn't. I was so nervous. It forced me to think about what does this song mean? What's the next line? How am I going to sit? Like just, just feeling that song in that moment. And that was essential, I think, for me to, to be able to get through the performance and give it my best. Like imagine if I was thinking... Oh, there's 20,000 people in the audience. Oh, there's 14 people, 14 million people watching on yeah, TV, right? So. I wouldn't be able to get a word out. Yeah, yeah like, you freak out. You just yeah. got to block it all out. Exactly. But you've performed with loads of me. I, 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 you performed, you, not performed, but you've worked with Avicii, did you? Uh, yeah, so, so we did a song together called 10 More Days. Um, and yeah, it was an amazing opportunity to work with such an incredible talented uh artist um talks about it because i I mean i'm a huge fan of a huge fan of his and his story is just so upsetting yeah it is um i i actually i never actually met him um no i never i was never in the studio with him um but knowing how the song came out it was it was so clear like his genius um he took why is it so good though? From a naive point of view, why why was he why was he or is he so good at music? I think just melody. The the way that he heard melody and it was so kind of just instinct with him and, and, and also this is from stories that I've heard of, of his process. I work a lot with a guy, amazing guy called Sandro, um, who worked with him a lot. Uh and he was just saying that he would he had this incredible ability to be able to just focus and work on one section of a song for like two hours and just keep going, keep hammering on that one thing. And I think, you know, I've seen other people have the same ability as well. Mm. Um, I was working with a guy called Paul Solomons, who was the creative director of GQ for 20 years. Mm. And I had the 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 honor of kind of watching him work on like um text for like album artwork Get out and of just here. watching him like tweak a little it, almost almost obsessive uh, it is obsessive yeah but it's genius as well it's yeah, like okay what, what if we move the text we make, make the text a little bit smaller here or maybe it's a bit more orange i don't know maybe a bit more a bit more green uh i don't know we'll go back to how it was but just like Constant, constant, constant uh, 1% each time, yeah. that 1% make it better each time, each yeah. time, each time. It's like a scientist. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I got, I got the chance to um, perform at the Avicii tribute concert in Stockholm. Wow. Um, and that was, I think that was the biggest indoor gig I've ever done. So that was to 60,000 people. Oh my God. And that's where, um, that's where I actually met a lot of uh, Tim's like uh, family and, yeah. and friends and actually one of his best friends was on stage uh, with me. There was like a 36-piece band um, and one of his best friends uh, was playing guitar on 10 More Days and that was one of his favourite songs. And Oh my yeah, God. It was, it, was, it was a really... Um, How emotional or something it was, like that? It was really emotional. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really special, special event and I felt like I knew Tim a lot better. 
from yeah from going there um but it's interesting that story right especially with and for people who don't know Avicii you know he took his own life mm. and I watched the documentary which I'm sure loads of people did about you know sort of leading up to that time and it was mm. just you know the stress and the pain and the exhaustion and the anxiety mm. that was within him and maybe that was fueled by other things I don't know but it felt like a very sort of burnout situation going on yeah that must happen in the music industry a lot because what do you, my thing is, is that, okay, if you are a, I don't know, a dentist, mm. right? Um, someone comes in and you do their teeth for them and there's an end process. Okay, we do the crown, we do the veneers, whatever these people want, right? And they leave. With something like the music industry or the entertainment industry, there's no end to it. You're just yeah. constantly going and you're only as good as your last, supposedly. Mm. And so it's this constant thing all the time. Mm. And so you can never turn off. Mm. And that must create a lot of stress. Yeah, uh, especially because, you know, that there is the, the chance that you make something which you absolutely love and then no one likes it. And so yeah. there's that fear of, of rejection, fear of me, me, uh, mediocrity, um, which exists. Mm -hmm. And everyone's constantly trying to avoid that. And everyone remembers having to start somewhere and i certainly have the fear of you know what if no one likes it and i have to go back to where i started and it almost feels like you're only a few steps away from everything that you've achieved and i think i've certainly felt a lot of kind of imposter syndrome throughout my career as well where i'm like maybe everyone's going to realize i've got absolutely no idea what i'm doing mm. but i think everyone feels that yeah um and yeah. So how do you get past that then? How do you have, because especially with a performer, you have to be confident on stage. So if you go on stage and you're a bit worried about going, oh God, I'm nervous because maybe I got imposter syndrome, whatever. Mm. How do you push through that? You just try, try your best. <laughs> so, yeah, you <laughs> just know. try your best. Yeah, try your best. That's <laughs> okay. all you can do. Just try your best. Try, try and do good stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm going into rehearsals tomorrow actually for my tour. Um, and yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm just going to think about the best way that I can present the songs on the album. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a plug now if that's okay. Do you mind if I do a plug? Dude, you freaking plug okay, away. Okay. You okay? okay here we go. This. Here we go. Make it emotional. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the rehearsals I'm doing tomorrow are for a tour. Okay, here we go. My European and UK tour, which starts. Oh my god. The end of October. Okay. And ends the start of December. Come on. This year. Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh um, my god. 2023. Yeah, it's it's in. Uh, I don't know when this is going out, but soon, soon. Yeah, um, hopefully it comes out before my tour. That'd be lovely, um, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, how many dates like, are you doing? So there's 23 cities that I'm playing, which is the longest. Uh, give me, give me ever. a handful of cities. Okay, so uh, we're doing London. I'm going all across the UK. So um, playing in Ireland, playing in Scotland. Um, I am doing Leeds, Bristol, Brighton. Um, London, oh Birmingham, yeah, all of those places. And where can we get tickets? Zachable.com. Okay, and that was, so, that and was a layout there. There we go, I alley-ooped it in. You did. And then it's on your Instagram as well, right? Yes, you yes. I'm Thank seeing you it for that. you, man. Thank you. No, that was that was. Dude, lovely. that is so exciting. Are you really excited for it? I am, because I'm playing my album, um, which wow. just came. I'm, I'm about to do it again. Yeah, my album just came out. It's called Love. Get out of yeah, here. No, no, no. It's true. It's a true story. It's called Love Over Fear. Okay. And um, and I'm gonna play that album um almost in its entirety um on this tour for the first Why time. Why is it called Love Over Fear? It's a good question. 
Good okay. question. Um, you like how I then bring it back? That you've you've done. This so before. now people are going to go and buy tickets because they, they're excited, they and they're going to go. You know, they probably want the album. They probably now, do. And now the yeah. great thing is we segue yes. back into understanding more about the album. I like it. Oh my you, god, you're a pro. I'm a like freaking pro, man. Um, the album is called Love Over Fear uh, because Love Over Fear has kind of been like a an affirmation that I've been saying to myself um, probably my whole life, but especially since 21 and when I started losing my hearing. Um, there are always many, many perspectives that we can have. Um, for example, coming on this podcast, one perspective could be, I'm really scared that he's not going to like me and he's, we're going to have a really boring conversation and then he's going to put the podcast in the bin and then <laughs> tell everyone not to work with me. You know, that fear exists. True. Equally, this is a potential for connection. Maybe we might say something mm. which someone will hear and be like, oh, maybe I, I'm a little less alone in the world. And, and they might feel a bit of like self-love from that. And I, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a, a like towards you, which could even turn into a love one day. Who knows where, where this will go? There is a potential for self-love and love of other people in the world, which comes from putting yourself out there. And so I'm committed to choosing that perspective. Yeah. And that exists within my music as well. So this album is the sound of music, which I love. I love soul music. And so much of the album is inspired by that. And in terms of the songs that I'm putting out, there's, there's topics of the song. So for example, with Let Me Sing, which is about um, hearing loss, which I've never spoken about in the past because I've been too scared to have been encouraged not to like Why? speak just like in case the label would get scared that I was oh he's got hearing loss. Oh no, let's drop him. Like, you know, because well, I'm an investment for yeah, record for sure. Labels. I so get that. It's an injury, right? It's an injury. Um in the same way that football clubs don't sign players totally. if they're they're injured. And mm-hmm. so there's the fear of ah, oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't be open about this. But also there's the the catharsis of like talking about and the vulnerability, and, right? Yeah. And, and so many people have reached out to me since I've spoken about hearing loss or otosclerosis specifically where they're like, man, I couldn't find anyone who had gone through this, especially not musicians. And hearing you speak about it has been so useful to me in some way. Um, and so, yeah, there's like self-love of talking about uh, things on my album, which I was too scared to do. Um, and yeah, just following what I love as opposed to being afraid of what the consequences will be and then compromising. It's a great attitude to have. Fear stops us from doing so many things. It really does. And actually, if you twist it into other positive things, like Mm. love or whatever you want Mm. to do into, it's a great sort of affirmation to have. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I just want to go on to that point, especially with hearing, because I don't think we did touch on it. How do you... How did you overcome that hurdle? And then I want to touch on like, how do you help with your tinnitus or mm. did you help with your tinnitus as well? So I think the first thing is, is acceptance, self-acceptance, like you were saying, just accepting the reality as it is. Mm. I have tinnitus and um, my pitch isn't as good as it used to be in my right ear and my left ear now, I've lost maybe 60% of my hearing. That's the reality, right? I have a hearing aid, which helps me hear people when they speak to me, which is very useful. Um, <laughs> On stage, I wear in-ear monitors and I boost the frequencies that I'm lacking in in my left ear. So it's like I have a hearing aid on when I'm listening to music. Um, I, yeah, like like we spoke about with the tinnitus, I accept that I have tinnitus. Yeah. And there is a realization that everyone is going through something, yeah. you know, and most of the time you'll never know unless you're very close with them. But this is something which which I'm experiencing I'm still able to do what I love, which is such a blessing. 
uh, and a lot of people aren't able to do what they love still. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, that's just part of my process. And I like that you look at the positives rather than focusing on the negatives. You have to because yeah. you drive yourself mad otherwise. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Man, I, 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 my business partner met this amazing person once who... Um, she got. She was going to her new job, and she got on the tube. And she, the last thing she remembers is someone coming to see next to her. <laughs> she woke up in hospital, and she was on when the tube bombings were happening, and oh. she lost both of her legs. And oh. the day of starting her new job, and she was giving a talk in this amazing auditorium to all these different people. And one of the questions was, is that how do you not hate the world? How do you not just wake up every morning and just be so angry about what happened? Why did I go on that tube? Why did he said because that's the killer. She said, actually, look at it as a blessing because I wouldn't be standing in front of you lot now talking and doing what I do and doing what I love. Mm. And I get to travel the world and talk about all these different things. And yeah. it's so right. Everyone has, Mel Gibson of all people I heard said, everyone has a boulder mm. that they're pushing up a hill. Mm. And it doesn't matter. And each boulder to the individual is a, a, as big as someone else's, you know, mm. because maybe some people from an outside perspective say, well, that's worse than that. But actually when you're in it, yours is the worst, right? Yeah. What you're going through. Yeah, yeah. And you have to try and turn it in some sort of ways as a positive because if you don't, it's just the worst. My mum went for dinner uh, the other night with a guy and he, um, he has a spinal injury. He fell off his horse and he's been paralyzed from the neck down for the last 15 years. And my mum said to him, how do you get up every day and do it? He said, well, because I have a positive outlook on life. Mm. I just think, you know what? I, I'm, I, I, I'm able to have care. I'm able to do drink and enjoy things. Yes, I'm, I've lost the my body but at the same time i have my mind yeah and and it's it's a great way to look at life i yeah. truly believe yeah i love that i love that that that, that gives me goosebumps yeah. hearing that Gee, like give me those goosebumps yeah <laughs> told you we have a connection yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my grandpa was the same he lost uh he lost everything on like 
to, uh, I suppose, business deals. And he really? went from being, you know, kind of comfortable in life to having nothing but the the suit on his back. And and he he literally would dress up in a suit and tie every single day, even afterwards, and go to, go over to my uh, grandma's house and and um, just have read, that positive. Read the paper and 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 look at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'd sign Paul. up for all that. Yeah, he loved that. He loved, he loved, he loved that. <laughs> he actually did. Um, <laughs> and he'd sign up for um, you know all these like coupon deals and yeah. like get rich quick thing. He was motivated to be successful until the day he died, and always positive, always like gunning for it. And I find that so inspiring. I do this thing in the morning now, and it sounds so lame, but I actually do. It. I'm going to be honest. I, I wake up every morning now, and congratulations! Thank you very much. And um, that's it. That's the end. That's what happens? No, I, I wake up. I wake up every morning, and I promise you it helps. And I go into the mirror, yeah, and I say into the mirror, I, I yeah, shit. I just wake up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I do. I wake up in the morning, right? And before I do anything, so I wake up, open my eyes, and that's it. <laughs> uh, I've ruined the <laughs> No, I wake up and I oh my, so I go into the bathroom yeah. and I look into the mirror and I say ten times, I go, I love you, I love you, I love you. I say this, mm. this like thing, you know, just into the mirror and I just do it. And I and yeah. I swear to God, and then I do a breathing technique where I and I do that 20 times and then I get on my day. Don't even think about it. It's just a That's process amazing. that I do now. And I swear like to it? God. You feel good? I feel freaking great, man. It just, because it, it, I, I, I don't, like, we all have bad days and shitty days and we all have problems yeah. in our lives and yeah. we all go through ups and downs or whatever it is. But actually, mm. if you just, even just force yourself to, mm. to, to sort of say that, it really does help. I think it's an amazing thing to do. And I, and actually I started doing it and it really helps. So you look into the mirror, you say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you 10 times. Should we do it? With you each other right now, and then right. we'll do deep breaths. Okay. I don't think I can do it. No, no, no. Okay. Straight face, no laughing. All right. But the twenty breaths takes like five minutes. That's going to be boring for the no, podcast. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do um, we'll do quick ones. Okay. Here we go. With we'll the high ventilate. Yeah, okay. Fine. Here we go. Ready? I love you. 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 Head rush. There you go. Done. We'll do three. Okay. That was beautiful. See, then you do that, and then you get on with your day. There you go, and you feel great. I felt great before coming here. I feel even better. And then I drink a bottle of whiskey, but that's <laughs> that makes me feel great. Um, I do want to, you know, I also um, read that you also had, and look, feel free to talk about as much as you want, and mm. I hope I'm not mistaken here, that you lost your father at 12 years old. Yeah. Um, how did that happen, and what emotions did you go through then? He died of cancer. Um, so he lived in Israel, um, my whole life. So I'd see him maybe like once or twice a year. Um, my mum and dad were never together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was more like an uncle than a dad, an uncle who I loved very much and who loved me. Um, but I didn't see him very often. And, um, yeah, it was a strange one. Cause I, I felt as though I hadn't lost my dad cause I'd never really had a dad, but at the same time, there was also the, the like, loss of a potential dad which was quite hmm. was obviously very sad um and and also I, I really did love him um when when he was alive and had a good relationship with him how hard is it growing up without a dad it's it's all i've ever known so i don't know what it would have been like to grow up with a dad mm-hmm. um i think in the i suppose the 
up until the age of 12, I think probably it was more important to have a mum. But maybe once I started going through puberty and, you know, I was learning about girls and all that kind of stuff, it would have been really useful to have a dad. And I think especially now, um, I would have loved to have had someone to, to talk things through and, did you have anyone male in your life that you could turn to? I did. So my my table tennis coach, Ellie Barati, yeah. uh, I had in my life from the age of nine. So I suppose he kind of was the, the father figure uh, at, the, at that point in my life. And I'm immensely grateful for that because mm. he had such a positive um, effect on my life uh, and still does now. Um, even as someone who's not in the music industry, if I'm having an issue um, that kind of needs a an outside perspective other than my management, mm. I'll, I'll call Ellie and be like, look, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And he's very much of the no bullshit, tough love kind yeah. of mentality that is, which, which you need to have in 100%, sport. 100%, yeah. Um, and so he, he has the same mentality uh, to other things that I bring to him. And it's so useful to have someone like that in your corner. Yeah. Because um, yeah. we need people to lean on. I mean, do, I, yeah. I, I, you know... I, my my dad wasn't as present as my mum again throughout my life. And I think I probably suffered with that a little bit more, not because of any reason. He just, you know, divorced parents, boarding school, whatever it was. Mm. But I definitely then, I think what happens is that you sort of, um, you sometimes you need that guidance, especially as a you young do, yeah. guy. I think that mm. guidance is really important. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's useful to have um, just as much input as you can from, from your parents. Um, mm. Two minds are, are better than one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in music, I was also, I was very lucky that from the age of, I suppose like 13, 14, um, one of my mum's friends, uh, a guy called David and a guy called Bridge, they were very, um, and, and Nick. David, uh, Bridge and Nick. David, Bridge and Nick. <laughs> okay. They were really, really um, essential in, in me being supported within music. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, there's a place in West Hampstead called the Arches Wine Bar and um, a, a very close family friend, David, uh, he, he would play there on a Wednesday. And when I was kind of 14, 15, just kind of finding myself in music and trying to be more confident, he was like, do you want to just play at the wine bar? Um, just sing a couple of songs. And, um, he, yeah, he, he let me Amazing. try out some stuff on his gig. Um, and I really kind of got a lot of my live chops just from, from that gig. I was so terrified to play in front of like 40 people. Um, but it's that exposure though just helps, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, and it, it was so helpful. And like the guitar that I play play with on stage now, it's David's guitar, which he gave me as an indefinite loan, as he likes to to call it. David, um, what a legend! What a legend! Yeah, what a legend, um, man. I think I got very lucky. You know, you were talking about, yeah. You know, do you get is it luck or or skill with with music and and, and table tennis? And I think one of the ways I definitely got lucky was the the people that I had around me who who supported my my goal. Yeah, but you also, I think with luck, you, I, I do think the cheesing, you make your own luck and then you also, everyone's, I think not everyone, but you, there are lifelines around the place that you kind of have to try and figure out and see them and grab hold of them yeah. and, and realize it. But sometimes it's hard to find those different things. Yeah, and sometimes uh, you don't feel worthy of, of asking. Sure, you, 100%. You don't, you don't, you don't want to, put yourself out there and you're yeah. scared they'll say no and because the fear of rejection right so yeah. you don't want to do it and That's actually very real. but again it goes back to your album uh 
Love over fear. Don't worry about it. Um, which worrying. is which is is that right? No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You said that's not right. No, I've like, stopped worrying. <laughs> okay, but it's true. But you you have to. F- fear is the thing that's going to stop us. And yeah. stop us. The one thing that I would say from the progress is that that we all have fear within us. Mm. But honestly, about harnessing that fear and not leaning into it and actually realizing that actually going down the other road opposite to fear, mm. allow the fear to be there, but go down that other road yeah. is so yeah. important. It's super important. You, you need to. It's so weird. Like to. You almost have to have the arrogance to say, I'm going to do what I love. Yeah, we've got to do that. I'm going to follow love. Got to do that. Got to do that. Got to have that sort of arrogance and confidence and got to find it for someone, even if you don't believe it. Get up in the morning and do those affirmations in the minute. I, Mira, I love you. I love you. I love you. Love you. Shit, Zach, I enjoyed this. Um, dude, listen, I'm, you're, so you're going on tour. We can get tickets um, yes. on your Instagram, zachabelaswell.com. Yeah. We can go there. Um, find all your music on your social media channels. Yes. Yep, and on Spotify. And on Spotify. Apple Music. Apple Music. Uh, Habbo Hotel. There we Club go. Penguin. All of them. Freaking hell, man. Yeah. Love this shit. So, dude, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Have an absolute blast. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. <laughs> Goodbye. That's great. I love that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.